thank you for listening to the weekly message at First Baptist Church in Bushland, Texas. I am so blessed to be here serving alongside of you guys, and, and I'm just so thankful. You guys bless me and, uh, and my family beyond measure, and I just want to say thank you. And thank you so much for all you do for the youth, and uh, you, you guys are great. And, and it's such an honor to be able to share with you guys what happened this last weekend. Um, we had our D-Now weekend, and uh, I've had people come up to me, so how's that D-Day working? <laughs> it might feel that way. It's not D-Day. It, it's D-Now, and what D-Now stands for is Disciple Now. Now, some of the leaders who worked with junior high boys might beg to differ. They're like, it was definitely D-Day twice. <laughs> but no, it was, it was good. It was good. We, we uh, had Disciple Now and uh, in Disciple Now, one of the things we do is we pick a weekly or a weekend theme. And the theme for this year was progress. And so we've all got these shirts on, and they're, they're pretty cool. What we've got is we've got uh, down here it says D Now. That, that's, uh, that's down here. Then we've got a seed growing into some roots, deep roots penetrating down in. And then we've got the stem coming up into a tree. And so this, this seed is growing a tree. Well, there's also some birds coming to nest in this tree, and then we've got the year. Well, behind it, you've got a huge shield, huge shield. That shield is the shield of faith because as we have progress, as we grow, not just youth, but as any believer, as we grow, we get a larger shield of faith. Our faith grows, and we can do more. We can fight harder and, and just uh, serve God in bigger and greater things. So that's, that's what our theme was this weekend, was, was progress. I want to look at something real quick. If, if you turn to your Bibles, uh, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 28. Yes, that's not the verse on the bulletin. I'll get there. I'm just going to be real short today. I've got a little video I want to share with you guys. Um, but we're going to look at this. This is, this is pretty big here. This is, this is Matthew chapter 28. This is why we do all this. As believers, this is what we're called to. This is not what we're asked to do. Jesus didn't say, pretty please. He said, I've got all authority, and I'm saying do it. So let, let's look at this real quick. This is after the crucifixion. This is after the resurrection. He came, and he's not just talking to the 12 disciples here. He's talking to all of the disciples here. He came and he had, he had lots of disciples here. He's teaching them all. He's, he's on the earth right before he ascends back into heaven. Famous last words. This is what he's saying until the book of Revelation when he comes back. Let's do 28 verse 18. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the very end of the age. He's talking about teaching. He's talking about making disciples. And one thing that, uh, one thing that that means is that we're going to have to grow ourselves. We're going to have to grow ourselves while we are planting these seeds in other people. I've got a little packet of seeds here. Um, I bought these at the store the other day. I've never eaten one. It's a mustard seed. These things are tiny. Uh, they're, they're itty-bitty. They're, they're about the size of a pinhead. And you know what? 
These in this jar, I mean, it's even sealed. That does no good. Sometimes that's what we do with our Christianity. Maybe all we have is one seed that God has given us. Maybe just one answer. Maybe it's just one verse. Maybe we don't even have a verse. Maybe it's just one answered prayer. Just one little mustard seed. Maybe that's all we've got. Maybe we're full. Maybe we've seen God move in so many ways. Maybe, maybe we've grown up in church. Maybe we're like, man, I've been growing a lot since I've been here at First Baptist Bush. And man, this is awesome. Great. It does nothing if it stays in its container. Sometimes we feel like we have to just walk around work and be, be a good person or walk around school and be a good person. And, hey, look, I've got some nice seeds. I've got some real nice seeds. And we're not planting them. We're acting like good believers. We're, we're doing all the right things, but we're never speaking. Scripture says right here to teach them all that I have commanded you. To teach them. I've heard people say, well, I want to build a relationship first. Am I bashing relationships? No, by no means. Relationships are vital, but why not build a relationship with them while you share your relationship with Christ all at the same time? Why not be planting seeds while you grow with them? I don't know a single farmer that goes out and builds a relationship with his field before he plants. Hello, dear dirt. How are you doing today? (laughs) I've got some great seeds. It's goofy. But that's what we're called to do as believers. We're called to go into the world and we're called to get these, even if it's something small, just plant it in there. And start making these disciples. Well, I don't know how to make seeds grow. Well, guess what? I don't know how these seeds work. I garden. I cannot make a single seed grow. But you know what? I've got, I've got tomatoes every year. I've got squash and zucchini. But I didn't make a single one of them grow. All I did, good luck. <laughs> Especially with the drought. I'll put like three in there. Good luck. Maybe one of you guys will make it to a seedling. Um, and so... That's what we're called to do as believers, is we're called to not, not just build these relationships. I have had friends who said, yeah, I was building this relationship with this guy. I was really hoping to witness to him. The guy moved off to another school. Okay, so now the next guy. Well, I'm just going to build this relationship with him, and then I'll start witnessing. Well, then the guy moves on to some job. And so some coworker. well, I'm just going to build this relationship, and then I'll start witnessing. The guy passes by a dozen jars of seeds, and never gets one planted in them. That's, that's crazy. That's crazy. That should not happen. Build the relationship while you plant. Build the relationship while you plant. Farmers, they love their land. They see it get wet, they cry because it's awesome. Somebody starts messing with their land, oh, they're mad. Why? Because there's a bond there. But at the same time, they're planting same time they're planting. So that's what D now is. We talked about this idea of getting seeds. We all, each one of these students has been planted with seeds throughout the weekend. Feel free to ask them what they got. Feel free. But I'm going to give you a heads up. Students, ask your parents what God's shown them this month. Ask them what God's been teaching them in their adult classes. Ask them what they're learning in the men's Bible study, women's Bible study. Go for it. 
free game because in doing that, you guys can grow each other. It's like a giant seed swapping deal where you, hey, look, I've got some extra mustard seeds. Oh, I'll take some of those too. And we build each other. We build each other. Feel free to ask each other. And students, the seeds that were planted in you this weekend, let them grow. Let them grow. Can you, can you make anything happen? No. You've just got to trust in the Lord that he's grown you, that he's grown your shield, the seed that's been planted in you this weekend. As you get in your quiet time, as you go to church regular, as you pray, as you witness to your friends, that, that shield's going to grow. Your seed's going to grow, and you'll get a tree. Let's look at this verse. Let's look at this verse. We're going to turn, we're in Matthew. We're going to turn back just a little bit. This is our main verse for the weekend. Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13. And we're going to be in verse 31 through 32. Yeah, that makes sense. I was looking at this. I was like, that's not what I wanted. I was in chapter 15. Makes all the difference in the world. Matthew 13, 31. If you didn't pick up on it, we're talking about a mustard seed here. That's, that's the theme for the weekend, the mustard seed. Tiny, grows big tree. Here we go, verse 31. He put another parable before them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took, and he planted it in his field. Planted it in his field. It takes a little effort to plant. Maybe not a lot. When I plant my garden, I poke a hole in the dirt, I drop a seed in the dirt, I dump the dirt. Not very hard. But sometimes it might be a little harder. But he went out and he he made some effort. He planted this seed. Verse 32. It is the smallest of all the seeds, but when it is grown, it's larger than all the garden. And the plant becomes a tree. So the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. Wow. What God is planting in you is a refuge for others. What God is planting those seeds in your life is a refuge for others. It says the birds came and they rest in its branches. God's given you hope. God's given you purpose. Maybe it doesn't feel like it now. Maybe you feel like, well, I've still just got to little seed. But that has the opportunity to grow into something huge where people can come and say, hey, I want that. Hey, I've got this problem. Will you pray for me? Maybe they don't even go to that extent. Maybe they just start building a relationship back with you because they see, hey, this person cares. They have a love that I don't understand, a grace that I don't understand. Don't be afraid to plant in them. Don't, don't be like, well, yeah, you're right. Things are different in my life. Share those seeds. Plant those seeds. Impart in them. Here's the, the, um, the main three areas we looked at with progress. We talked about progress. And I've, I've got a little deal up here at the top on the back of the bulletin. It says, to be a disciple, we must grow and we must change. 
we must, we must show progress. If you're the same you that you were a year ago, maybe a little bit more mature because you're older, then you're not growing. If you're the same exact you minus some that you were a year ago, you're going the wrong direction. Let the seeds grow. Step out in faith. Step out in faith. So progress. This is what we looked at. We've got three areas. We look at our past. We look at our past. We look at our present so that we know what's going to happen in our future. So those are the three main areas we talked about during D-Now. We looked at this idea of our past. If, if we have a misconstrued view of our past, it changes everything. And again, a great example of that is the Israelites. Whenever they got out of Egypt, right? Egypt had them in bondage. Uh, Moses, he ended up going and fighting one of the Egyptians and killed the Egyptian because the Egyptian was, uh, was totally whooping up on one of these Israelites. Most like, not in my house. And drug him off in a dark alley somewhere. So what we've, what we've got is we've got this bondage, this oppression. At one point, the Pharaoh even said, you know what? This is ridiculous. These Israelites, they're just so blessed that God must be with them. They're multiplying. Before long, they're going to take us over. Let's go and kill all the boys, all the baby boys. And so all the baby boys start getting killed by the Egyptians to stunt the population of Israel, to stunt the population of God's chosen people, to stunt the population of the church. One snuck out, though, one little mustard seed, one little baby that was put in a basket in a river. (laughs) You know you're desperate if you put your baby in a basket in a river. Good luck. (laughs) You're desperate. Moses, one little mustard seed. Later on, we find out he can't even talk. He's just a bumbling idiot. He tells God that. He goes to the burning bush. He's like, you want me to do what? God's like, yep, you're going to go talk to Pharaoh and set my people go. Moses like, no, I can't talk. I'm, I'm... Do you realize how little I am when it comes to the emperor of the biggest dominion in the world who hates us? (laughs) And I murdered one of his friends. God said, yeah, it's you. It's you. And Moses came and he took those Israelites out. Well, as they're in the desert, once they're in the desert, God's providing for them. So that's their present. They start getting a weird view of their past. They start getting a really weird view of their past. They started coming to Moses and saying things like, hey, we were, we were so much better off in Egypt. Here we eat this, this manna stuff, whatever that is. We eat it. I have a theory. It's donuts. The Israelites were Baptists. Donuts. Funky. But, we've <laughs> but yeah, they're complaining. They're, they're like, oh, this manna. We're just walking all the time. We're, we're going to this promised land. Who knows if it's even there? I've never seen it. I'm not even sure if God's there. I haven't really seen him. Let's worship this golden calf. Let's, let's do this. Let's do that. And so they're wandering around. They start getting this weird view. They're like, let's go back to Egypt. At least there we had houses. It was, it was nice there. It's like tropical vacation. 
And so they get this weird, distorted view of their past. And Moses is like, no, no, pause, time out, wait. Look at what your past really was. You guys were dying. You guys were in oppression. Sometimes we as believers get an incorrect view of our past. Sometimes we get in a place and we're like, man, God must have just left me here. I'm just a little mustard seed, just a little seedling. There's, there's nothing for me here. I mean, I, I don't even know. Was, was that all just an emotional thing? Was I just going to church because I thought it was a good idea? And so we start questioning our past, which makes our present vulnerable. We've got to know what God did in our past. We have to have a right view of our past. If we don't, our present is shaky. One great way to know about the past of the church is reading our Bibles. Get in them, youth. Every week, uh, we get in the Bibles. Some of you guys don't know where yours is. Tell your parents, let's go Lifeway. Let's grab one. These are good. These will show us the church's past. And then we can see how the church's past has to do with our past and what God's been doing in our past. He knit us together in our mother's womb. That's, a, that's about us in our past right there. Right now, there's a little baby being knit together in my wife's womb. That's cool. But if we forget that, well, I was just an accident. I'm worthless. Why am I even here? We have to have the correct view of our past. The next one is we have to look at our present. So we have to know our past. We have to be solid in our present. The disciples, Jesus came up to them. I love this. He said, hey, let me make you fishers of men. And then he's, he's hanging out with these cats, and he's telling them the whole time how to be fishers of men. He's like, hey, look, this, this, this miracle here. Hey, this is how you pray. Hey, look at this. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. He's constantly pouring into these guys. Soon as Jesus is laid in the ground, they go back to not fishers of men, but fishermen. They're back on the boat in their present. They may have been questioning their past. Well, maybe Jesus was wrong in calling us. We're just fisher guys. But they're back in the boat. It says Jesus came and he saw them in the boat and he called them out to him after they cast the net on the other side. Man, that's they, they, they're present wasn't where it should be. Some people in this room, you know your present isn't your present. It isn't where it should be. God has been building you for big things. He has planted a mustard seed, maybe a plethora of mustard seeds in your life. You're just like, well, I know he's done all that then, but can he really do anything now? Don't question your present. Step out in the present. Step out in the present. One of the greatest things that you can do for your own growth is planting in others. It's one of the greatest things you can do. You might not know all the answers. They might ask for a seed you don't have. But guess what? You've got the catalog. You can get to it all. You've got the all-knowing God who can answer any question. You've got all that on your side. Don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Let those roots dig deep and let that stalk grow up tall. I've heard, uh, I've heard before parents say things like, uh, 
well, I can't tell my kid be, uh, to not, not drink and party because I, I did that whenever I was a kid. No, that's, that's your past. That is gone. That is gone. Pour into them the good seed you've got now. I've heard students say, well, you know what? I'm, I messed up. I'm, I've done so many bad things that I'm, I'm, I'm really good at being bad. Guess I might as well just do that. No, that's the past. In Christ, you are a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. You've got it. The last one here. Look at our future. Look at our future. Once we get a correct view of our past and we're solid in our presence, we can look to the future. We can step out in faith. Like Jeff says, the stepping where there is no step. I'm not going to try it too much because I'm sleep deprived and I'll fall. But stepping where there is no step, that's faith. If you know what God's done through Scripture, if you know and believe, well, you know what? God's been doing some miracles in this book. Never says he stopped. Maybe I can pray and God will provide for me. You know what? That's exactly what's going to happen. I'm going to trust that God's going to provide for me. Boom. You're stepping where there is no step. You're growing your faith. You're growing into a tree that not only produces, but is refuge for those who need refuge. God has big plans for you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans for a hope and a future. But if we're just camping out in our present and not looking to God, not calling out to him, we're never getting out of our bondage. We're never getting out of our mundane. We're never getting out of our stress. We're never getting freedom. And Scripture says it is for freedom that he sets free. By his stripes we are healed. There's so many promises. And we can cash in on those. But not with our feet planted. Not with shaky, uh, I'm not sure if he really did that. I'm not sure if he's doing that now. Who knows what he's going to do? I'm scared. Sometimes we get scared of the future and we get our can of seeds, even maybe our one little mustard seed, and we just hold it so tight. It can't grow there. We've got to let it go. If you want a seed to grow, you've got to let it go. Let it go deep in the ground. You've got to push it in there. In faith, it will grow. I've got a, I've got a quote here. I've got a quote here. I'm, I'm reading uh, in a men's group that I'm going to, which is awesome. And if, if you guys aren't plugged into a men's group, there's an awesome one that meets on Wednesday nights. Hit it up. There's also some cool women's groups. Hit one of those up. I'm, I'm in one in Amarillo since I live in town. And we're going through... Uh, C.S. Lewis is mere Christianity, and I'm not going to lie. We spent about two hours on the forward before the book. It was awesome. And this is a quote that's in chapter two of the first book of C.S. Lewis. This, this is so cool. It says, progress means not just changing, but changing for the better. So my question for you You might be changing, getting older, getting more stressed, maybe getting more 
authority at work. Maybe you're moving into a time of retirement. Maybe you're moving up a grade level. Maybe you're moving into some new friends, new, new salvation experience. We had some salvations and rededication. Maybe you're moving into this new time. That's cool. That's not all God has for you. You hang out there and just wait and get older. Maybe memorize some more venture, uh, scriptures, get those stuck in your head. That does nothing, nothing to make you progress. Progress means not just changing, but changing for the better. So my question to you today, just like these youth, they had a chance to fast from cell phones, from technology, from friends. They fasted this weekend, and God blessed them. And God planted some seeds and gave them progress. So for both the students and the adults in this room, how does God want to change you for the better? Not just grow you older. But how does he want to grow you to a stronger family unit, to a stronger dad, stronger mom, stronger ministry at work? How does he want to grow you? What's that look like? Because he does want to grow you. What's that look like? And so what steps can you take to allow him to do that? How will you progress forwards? I've got a video. This video has a few pictures. And then we've got some student testimonies in it. Uh, we'll, we'll watch that. And um, then we'll move into an altar call and uh, go from there. Fail and fears to rise. 
I really want my relationship with God, you know, to become really close, and I really want to work and progress in sharing the Word of God and really changing people's lives, you know, making their lives better, because it's my, you know, it's my job, like we were created, to help others. I think I want to grow my relationship with God. He's done a lot with me since I've become a believer, but I want to take like the next step, and I don't know what that looks like right now, but I think he has a plan for me. Kind of cliche, but um, it's truth and it's meaning. Is I want to progress in Christ, and I know that's like, oh, it's so cliche, but it's it's really it's true. Um, every day I am faced with using Christ as apologetics, or as a defense, or as a professing my faith. And especially at Emerald College, which is a community college, um, people come and go all the time, and so it's really critical that we as Christian believers really step up in that. And I really want to progress in just. Um, being a missionary, not only overseas, but in our own community. Um, and that's what we're going to progress in, and just showing Christ's love, because there's so many people who are, who just feel like nobody loves them. And it just breaks my heart, because we love them. We love them. That's why we do free lunch. That's why we give all this stuff. It's because of these people who are lost, and Christ loves everyone. And so we should mirror our lives like Christ, if that makes sense, and show love to everyone like Christ. We be closer to God, and... Hmm. To find him in situations that he might not be as evident in as some other situations, but I want to be able to feel him at all times. Stronger um, walk with Christ and live for him, not live for myself in my, um, you could say, sinful way. But I want to go on for Christ, being devoted to ministries. Um, talking to people, helping kids. It's just so awesome and amazing. Um, and he has blessed me in so many ways. There, I mean, it's just unreal how many um, blessings I've seen from God and, and the way he does work. And um, work, I've worked with these kids for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. I love it. And that is God working in my life. Um, I've, I've seen new things through kids and and learned so much um, from just um, seeing their faces and their smiles and just getting to know them. That has been such a blessing. Um, God's got a pretty funny sense of humor um, in that there'll be times where I'm struggling with doubt or maybe stressed out because it's college, obviously. Um, God will be funny and say, huh, oh, you think this is about you? Oh, that's funny. Because you're here for you. You're on this earth for you. No, I'm on this earth. You're on this earth for me. And that's what I've learned a lot is that everything that I do is not is no longer for me. And it says in Galatians 2.20 that it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me in the life that I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God. Meaning, once I'm saved, it is no longer I live. I don't live for my selfish gain. I live for the gain of expanding the kingdom of Christ. My grandma died, and I feel like that was really... Um, upsetting mm-hmm. and I was just asking God why he did that mm-hmm. but I've learned that we me and my family have gotten closer over it I mean it's kind of hard to think about but we got closer he brought us closer mm-hmm. over it
That's good stuff. Asher, thank you for the word today. And uh, students, let me say to you how proud I am for you uh, giving up a weekend and giving God your best. And I know that he did a lot in your life, and I uh, praise him for it. I really do. And all those leaders, thank you guys so much for uh, giving up time of your own to invest in students and invest in the kingdom, and I appreciate you guys so much. Hey, as we uh, move to a time of ministry or an invitation time, um, I, uh, I, I know a lot of work. I know a lot of things have been done in the lives of our students this weekend, but I wonder this morning as parents and as adults uh, what progress we need to make. And so maybe God spoke to you today about some areas of your life that uh, you need to take another step. You need to move forward. Uh, You're kind of stuck. You've been stuck. Uh, As you said, if you're the same person a year ago uh, you are today, then uh, you've kind of wasted a year that God could have done a work in your life. And so I think God constantly wants to push us. Uh, you know, God's about change. Uh, the seasons change. We change. Uh, sometimes we change in ways we don't like, okay, uh, meaning physically, but we're changing, okay? And so God's about changing us, and so he wants to bring about change. And so this morning, as we move to a time of invitation, maybe not just our students that need to make those decisions or have made those decisions, but maybe we as adults that say, you know what, it's really embarrassing if my student, if the children that live in my home pass me spiritually. And, you know, and so I think as moms and dads, we've got to constantly be leading our children, okay? And when they, uh, when they get stirred in a weekend of progress, we need to look at our own lives and say, are we growing? What am I doing? Am I taking advantage of opportunities? They gave up their weekend. Uh, oh, yeah, any of them could have had an excuse not to go, but they chose not to do that or play that card. Am I taking advantage of the opportunities that I have to grow as well? And so I hope you are. And, and I'm hoping that, that God moves you this weekend through the lives of your students as you reflect on their weekend to, to continue to progress as, 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 as an adult and grow in the Lord. And so this morning, maybe you need to just nail that down right where you are. Maybe you need to come to the altar. Maybe you need to come to a couple up here and just ask him to pray over you. Uh, maybe you're a family here uh, this weekend, and uh, you've been looking for a church home. Didn't plan to do that this morning, but you just sense this is the place that God has for your family. And I pray that you come this morning and join First Baptist Church officially becoming a part of the family of God here at First Baptist. Whatever you want to do, whatever God has stirred your heart about, I pray that you take the invitation that God extends to you. It's his invitation, okay? And we're the ones to be obedient in that. And so I'm going to ask you to stand with me. I'm going to have a word of prayer, and I'm going to ask the worship team as I'm praying to come on back up. And uh, after I finish praying, it's your turn to move, okay, to move. As God moves you, you move. But if God says to move, don't stay, okay? You're going to miss a blessing. Talked to a gentleman this week that said, three weeks ago, God moved me to do something, and I didn't do it, and and I missed out. I missed out. And so I don't want you to pray for you, and then you move as God has moved you. Father, thank you so very much for, um, God, not only the weekend that, 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 that our students have had with you at D now, but God, the, the, the day that we've had with you in your presence. And God, you've spoken today. There's no doubt. And God, I know that the weekend and the service this morning was very much about the celebration and what God did in our students. But God, I know that you've spoken because when the word of the Lord is opened up and people gather in his name, 
you're there and you speak and you move. And so, God, this morning, I pray we as adults, if we've been moved uh, to take the next step, to progress in our walk with you, to push us a little bit, God, that we would receive that from you today and we would not hold back. And, God, I pray that you would move us today during this invitation time and that, Father, that you would be honored and you would be glorified. And, Father, as I say each week, on the other side of obedience is always blessing. So, Father, may we bless ourselves by being obedient this morning during this invitation time. In Christ's name, amen.